Green Pastures are the weekly devotions published by Vineyard Boise, consisting of four parts, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. Green Pastures for Saturday, November 4th. Better Endings. Today's scripture reading is found in Philippians chapter 4, verse 3, from the Message Translation, which reads, And, oh yes, Zizigus, since you're right there to help them work things out, do your best to help them. These women worked for the message hand-in-hand with Clement and me, and with the other veterans, worked as hard as any of us. Remember, their names are also in the Book of Life. This is God's Word. Okay, enough of downer devotionals about hopelessly shattered relationships that no amount of mad kintsugi skills can mend. Be gone, Tim Woodruff, and your pessimistic imagination. Be gone, your depressing, fractured fairy tale ending. Be gone, unassailable walls of personal offense and bitter contentions. Be gone, cold shoulders and turned backs and all those talk-to-the-hand moments. Let's lean into some better endings, shall we? Let's lean into the power of an apostle's plea so gentle and loving that it did break that bitter bone of contention. Let's lean into the potency of a mutual advocate, of a peacemaker, of a zizagus, the yoke fellow, the connector, embodying Paul's long-distance plea with a warm hand on each cold shoulder in imitation of the master who tore down the dividing wall of partition and made the two one, speaking shalom to the one far away and shalom to the one who was near. Yes, let's lean into some better endings. Because as long as there's breath, there's hope. Because a living dog is better than a dead lion. Because God raises the dead and he can do the same with this. Because by our God, we can indeed leap over a wall. Because the mystic chords of friendship may yet again be played. Because we may yet be stirred by the better angels of our nature. Yes, I've literally seen divorces happen right before me, even in my office beneath the join or die banner. But I've also seen the dead raised to life as a relationship long dead suddenly stirs with fresh life and vitality. It was a 14-year chasm between Josh and me. The offense was public, the pain palpable, the break seemingly irrevocable. Its irrevocable nature further emphasized and solidified with each passing year. On those occasions when we chanced to occupy the same proximate space, No eye contact was made, no words, not even pleasantries exchanged. I found myself accepting the chasm. It was what it was. All that could be said and done had been, and here it was still. Sometimes there must be forgiveness without reconciliation. Sometimes we must love others from afar. But then it happened, a pastor's breakfast, That's right, pastors also can have deepening chasms between them. Shock, dismay, horror. And there he was. It had been more years than I could count. Not really, it was 14, but you know what I mean. 14 years can be like a lifetime. And there he was. What have I to lose? I nuzzled up alongside him. Josh, I said, you're looking good. 
He made eye contact, looked down at his waistline and said, yeah, a little too good. I laughed. Well, it's good to see you. You too, he said. And that was it. I left it there. Until I happened to run into him at Costco one week later. I saw him, but he didn't see me. So I could have ducked the encounter. I didn't. We talked. We exchanged numbers. I told him I'd love to visit him on his church campus and catch up. He said he would shoot me a text. And I left it there. But he didn't. Two months later, he texted, and a month later, I was sitting with him in his office. I wasn't even going to bring up the issues surrounding the long-standing chasm, but he did something I did not expect and have never personally experienced before. He took full, unqualified responsibility for the chasm, for all of it. He asked for my forgiveness and asked what he needed to do to make it right. I told him I forgave him, because that's kind of important, people, and asked the same in return. That also is important. I told him that we had simply allowed way too much water to run under the bridge. And he agreed. And now we've been meeting monthly when we can ever since. Let's lean into that better ending for Euodia and Syntyche. Perhaps Paul's words weren't a magic bullet, but just maybe they became a seed of forgiveness and reconciliation that in time germinated, sprouting, and breaking through in cracks of grace in that asphalt-covered exterior of their relationship with fresh green outcroppings of restored accord. Yes, let's lean into a better ending, shall we? So as we pause for a moment of personal reflection and prayer, ponder, what relational chasms have you seen spanned by grace and forgiveness in unexpected ways? How might you be part of just such a better ending right now in some currently yet fractured relationship? Lord, enough of fractured fairy tales. Let me lean into and have faith for and courageously move toward a better ending. When I see that with me this is impossible, remind me that with you all things are possible, and that you remain the demolisher of all the walls we unceasingly build and buttress and fortify, as you unceasingly make the two at odds, one in heart and mind and soul, yet again. Through your mercies. <laughs>